0: Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, your love. We thank you for each and every person. Under the sound of my voice, it's by your grace we are all here. We pray, Lord, that you will forgive us for our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, ready our hearts and our minds to receive the word of God. We ask, Lord, that you would um, hide us behind the cross, hide me behind the cross, that they see none of me in all of Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you increase as I decrease, that you be glorified in what is said. We pray, O oh God, that we be hearers and doers of your word. We pray, oh God, that um, we pray for the saints in the room. We pray, Lord, that every believer will be more like Jesus. We pray, O oh God, for the aints in the room, that they will, will come to know Jesus, that those who do not know Jesus uh, in the pardon of their sin will repent of sin, receive the free gift of salvation, freely given. Father, we thank you, O oh God, for this night. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord. Stand up in me. Uh, we pray, O oh God, that you give me the gift of teaching. Give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to impart uh, the word of God to the hearers. We pray, oh God, that we speak your truth in love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Tonight, I I want to lift up the subject, holiness is more than a habit. Holiness is more than a habit. Tonight's Scriptures we want to focus in on is really highlighted in in First Peter chapter one. First Peter chapter one, and we start at verse thirteen, but really uh, the springboard is actually. Uh, In the later verses, but let's read. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Your Bible say some? Did your Bible say some? It said in all your conduct. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Holiness is more than a habit. I don't know about you, but I have made some habits in my lifestyle that I was not pleased with. I have broken some habits. I have gained some habits. But when we talk about holiness, we're talking about a lifestyle committed to the Lord. I don't know about y'all, but... Some Christians believe when they have been washed in the blood of the lamb that they can take a day off. <laughs> no, no, we cannot take a day off. Amen. The race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to those who endure to the end. Peter, he he writes to, if you look in verse 1 of the same chapter, he says... Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatius, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for the obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith and salvation of your souls. This letter is written to believers, no doubt dispersed, scattered abroad. This letter is relevant even today. If you look throughout the world, there are Christians sprinkled throughout the world, scattered. There are Christians on the front line in God's army, Bible in hand toes standing firm on the word of God not shaken nor compromised in their faith why because God who called them out of darkness is willing to lay down their life for Jesus Christ every believer even when Peter was writing this letter As they were going through various trials, whether on their jobs, whether in their their streets, in their towns, in the cities in which they live, he writes to them to give them some hope. I don't know about y'all, but... There's not a lot of Bible-believing Christians, even on our jobs, in our families, within some of these so-called churches that we go to, that are willing to not compromise for Christ. We're living in a day and age where men and women who claim to be Christian think it's okay to shack up, to live in sin, instead of living a life That is holy. I don't know about y'all, but you may not know what holiness means. It means to be set apart. To be set apart for God's use. God has called each and every one of us believers to be holy. And he says, be holy for I am holy. I like that because it's a reminder who we ought to reflect. We ought to reflect God. We ought to, our life ought to be in the likeness of the Lord. When you look at Jesus' lifestyle, how he lived his life, his life was to do the will of God, pleasing unto God. He was holy. He still is holy. As a matter of fact, the angels bow and they cry out three times, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, God Almighty. When you reflect about your own life, and I reflect about my life, when you think about... How God calls us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He wants us even in those dark days when the lights are are shut off and the doors closed. He wants us to be holy. He don't want our minds to drift. He don't want our hearts to drift. He don't want us to fall or wallow in sin of lust or whatever it is that is unholy, displeasing to him. What a great reminder from Peter. He says, be holy for I am holy. He actually quotes the Old Testament. I'm glad that the Holy Spirit allows us to get a look at the past, but also remain in the future. Think about it. This passage was quoted from the Old Testament and it here is jotted down in the New Testament. Why is that? It doesn't matter whether under the law or under grace, God wants his people to be holy. holy. <laughs> you got it. It's a reminder to let us not only reflect about our past, the beginning of our salvation. As Jesus fulfills the law and we're under grace now, he wants us to be holy unto him. As a matter of fact, he don't care whether you are 9, 10, 11, 12, 6, 54, 65, whatever your age is. If you've been blood bought by the Lamb of God, he he calls us to be holy. Notice that it says in verse 3, it says, therefore gird up the loins of your mind. I like that word gird up it's a it's a word that speaks about in the, uh in the middle east they used to have uh travelers who would travel long distances and they were wearing robes you know easterners they were wearing these long robes and they'd be walking fast and long and 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 you know what they did they they tied a rope around their waist in order that their robe did not hinder them so they girded up their clothing so here in the passage it says therefore gird up the loins of your mind you know what that means it means tie up all loose ends. <laughs> you guys see it? You see the picture? Every time we lust, it's a loose end. Every time we doubt God, it's a loose end. Every time we be disobedient unto God, it's a loose end. Every time we procrastinate and not read the bible, it's a loose end. Every time we don't read our bible, it's a loose end. Every time we don't pray, it's a loose end. Every time we don't fellowship with the believers, it's a loose end. We need to gird up the lowings of our mind that our minds will not have loose ends. Then it says, be sober. I like that word, to be sober, single-minded. We need to have our mind focused, made up, surrendered unto God I don't know about y'all but turn with me to Romans chapter 12 hold your place in first Peter we're going to turn back but Romans chapter 12 it paints a great beautiful picture for us look at what it says in Romans chapter 12 at verse 1 we're going to start at verse 1 and then we're going to bounce and roll out on verse 2 Notice what it says, I beseech you therefore brethren, so notice that it's talking to saints and not ain'ts. We're talking to the church here. I can't assume everybody who who in here is saved. I hope you are, but I don't assume that. If you look in Matthew chapter 11, this morning devotions, it says that Jesus, he went about preaching and teaching the word, the gospel. Here it is. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. Notice it says holy first. Acceptable, living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. We ought to be a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. It's a picture, it it actually takes our minds back to when Isaac laid on the altar as a living sacrifice, willing to die. For the Lord for his father Paul writes he begs every believer under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is begging us every day to live holy to be a living sacrifice I don't know about y'all, but a living sacrifice means we need to take ourselves off the throne and lay down our life for the Lamb of God. Amen. Amen. That means when you don't feel like getting up at three in the morning to read the Bible, Tony, get your butt up and read the Bible. I ain't pointing at y'all, I'm pointing at me. but it applies to all of us God has led us he continues to lead us to do his will but how many times all of us have ignored the Spirit, have quenched the holy spirit I mean God has he's told us to do things and we say no I mean, sometimes we we don't verbally say no sometimes, but our actions speak louder than words. words. When was the last time you actually read? I'm going down somebody's street on somebody's row in somebody's seat. Here we go. When was the last time you actually committed to read through the Bible in a year? Ouch. I know that hit somebody. Amen. Amen. God is calling us to be holy. Then it says verse 2 in Romans chapter 12 and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed metamorphosis by the renewing of your mind That you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Many of us don't know God's will because we're not renewing our mind in the word of God. Amen. Amen. Be holy. Be a living sacrifice. Turn back and 1 Peter. Verse 13 says, Therefore gird up the loins of your mind, be be sober, rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. These Christians are going through a trial. I don't know if you're going through a trial. You know, some of us are either headed for a storm, in a storm, or coming out of a storm. But all us believers have been signed up. We volunteered to sign up for trials. You do know that, right? You know how we volunteer for the trials? The Bible says we cannot reign with him unless we what? Suffer with him. that live godly will, not maybe, will suffer persecution. How many of us are willing to suffer for Christ through the Holy Spirit and push away from those uh, sweets that the Holy Spirit told you to not eat? Might be small, but It's a big thing. What are we talking about? Are we talking about we can't eat sweets? No, no, no. That's not what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about self-control. We're talking about the fruit of the spirit. We're talking about when the Lord tells us something, even as minor as not eating some sweets, are we willing to listen? Why? Because God is prepping us. The Holy Spirit is working on us in order to mature us spiritually, but we're missing the signs that's right before us. It could be something minor, I mean something small. Like clean up your room, like wash the dish, anything. Are we listening to the Lord? He says, rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of... Our hope is in Jesus. Our future hope, end, in, we're anticipating to see Christ face to face. He gives us the grace to endure the temptations that we're faced with. You cannot come up with an excuse, brother. The devil made me do it. No, 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 no. you can't, you, no, <laughs> no, we can't, we can't say that. We can't, amen, we can't say that. Yeah. Because if we resist the devil, he will what? Flee. We learned that last week. Amen. Verse 14. It says, as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts. Notice that in Romans 12, it says, be not conformed. We see the same word here. We're not to conform to the world system. We're not to conform to the former lust. Notice it says former, past tense. Some of us are presently in the lust right now. Repent. Amen. Say that one more time. I'm not going to skip over it. Some of us are currently in, wallowing in former lusts that we need to repent of. Amen. Amen. says as obedient children to be holy means to be obedient children willing to obey the father look at verse 3 in the same chapter it says no verse 2 It says, elect, so that means we're chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Like, God's foreknowledge is not absence of man's free will. Amen? Amen. So God knew he was going to save us, but with in mind, knowing that we will accept him. He didn't rape us to have us submit to his will. To have us believe that Jesus died was buried and rose again from the dead repent from, from sin. He's, we're not robots. No, we we voluntarily laid out on the altar once we heard the gospel. So we're elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. The sprinkling speak, speaks of purification. God wants our lives pure. Say it with me. God wants our lives, wants our lives. Pure. pure. Any sin in our lives is impure. Said, so be holy. For I am holy. How can we be holy? For God is holy. I'm glad you asked. I heard the question. We can be holy because we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Thank God. Meaning we cannot do it in our own strength. We can't read the Bible. We can't submit to God's will without the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. Notice that it says... In verse 2, in sanctification of the Spirit. In sanctification. Notice that Jesus, we, we see the Word here, we see the work here, and we see the will here. Jesus sprinkles us with His blood, that's the Word, right? The Holy Spirit sanctifies us unto obedience. That's the work. And then it is the will of God. You guys see the will? Look at verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus according to his abundant mercy has begotten us into a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It is the will of God that all be saved and none perish. That's why it's according to his foreknowledge. We see the triunity of the Godheads: Jesus Christ, who is the word of God, the Holy Spirit, who's working on the inside of us in the will of God, according to his foreknowledge. For what? For our salvation. What does that mean? In simple terms, it means that God, all the Godhead, wants the best for us. He wants a a people who are struggling, who are going through trials to what? Surrender to him in obedience. I don't know about y'all, but when when the heat cranks up, sometimes we get cranky. Amen? (laughs) But when the heat cranks up in our lives... God wants us to bow to his will, meaning he don't want us to complain that we're going through the trial. I'm going to say that one more time. God does not want us to complain that we're going through whatever he's allowed us to go through. You know why? Because it's slight affliction compared to eternity. No matter what we go through, it is light affliction. Don't even, can't even be compared to what lies before us. You do know eternity lies before us. I mean, there's going to be a day that there's no more crying, no more sorrow, no more pain. I'm looking forward to that day. I mean... Just today, man, my knees was hurting. I don't know why my knees was hurting. But thanks be to God. I mean, some of you guys have had numerous surgeries, amen, that's coming today. We're going to have a glorified body. <laughs> but the body that we have now, God wants us to take this broken down body and submit it, bow it, sacrifice it. To him he wants us to crucify self let's keep moving verse 14 as obedient children not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance so before before we knew christ we was ignorant you know without knowledge but when God exposed, re- revealed himself to us, we received, I mean, he, he took the veil off, right? Amen. We no longer have any excuse that we broke his law. We have no excuse that we broke God's heart. We have no excuse that we disobey God. We, we fully know when we're in disobedience to the Lord. Why? Because we have tasted of the honey. We have tasted how sweet God is. We are without excuse. We cannot no longer live a life by former, our former lust that how we used to live. I don't know about y'all, but if if you're living in sin and and, and you have no, uh, uh, you feel good about it, then you better check your salvation. Because it grieves the Holy Spirit when we disobey the Lord. Verse 15, he says, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your Um, conscience. Did it say conscience right there? Did it say conscience? It says conduct. Conduct. I don't care if you claim to be a Christian you ought to show a sign. You cannot be claiming you a Christian blood-bought believer if you have no fruit on the tree. (laughs) Last time I checked, it's only one fruit. And they say the fruits of the spirit is a fruit of the spirit. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. Quench not the Spirit. Grieve not the Spirit. It's the working of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is shaping and molding us to the image of his Son, of Jesus Christ. But some of us are kicking against the prick. We're fighting it. Stop fighting it. Some of you can say, I don't know what God wants me to do. Have you read the Bible today? I don't know what God's gift for my life is. Have you, read the, have you prayed about it? Have you, have you read the Bible? Have you sincerely asked God to reveal what your spiritual gift is for the purpose to use it? Some of us is, See, some of us are praying amiss. Lord, reveal to me my spiritual gift. But our intention is just to, for him to reveal it but not to use it. How many of us ever prayed and I was in our heart? I'm telling you right now. Lord reveal. When I first started out in my faith, I said, Lord reveal my gift. It wasn't for me to use my gift because I was fearful. I just wanted to know what my gift was so I can brag about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being real. I'm just being real. But it wasn't until I matured and kept reading the word and the pastors preached. No, God reveals the gift for you to use it. Oh. (laughs) Am I the only one? (laughs) I guess I am. I had, when God revealed that I, he wanted me to preach and teach, I had no intentions in being a pastor. They said, man, you're going to be a pastor. I said, oh, no, 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 no. My great uncle right there, he a witness. He can tell you. I don't want to be no pastor. Trust me. Want well, me tell you why? Because some pastors that were in my life were bad uh, examples. But when I started reading the word, I started to say, okay, Lord, not my will, but, you know, your will be done. Yeah. Some of us, we need to say that out loud. Because God has revealed your spiritual gift and we still don't serve in the nursery. Amen. We still don't serve in the uh, the youth building. We still don't, you know, Amen. Amen. amen amen let the church say amen <laughs> alright turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4 Ephesians chapter 4 we're almost done for tonight I won't be bewilder you too long because I know some of you guys are yawning, want to go home I'm messing with you, I'm messing with you I'm messing with you Laughter is medicine for the soul. Amen. All right. All jokes aside. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. No, verse 20. It says, nah, we're going to verse 17. It says, (laughs) thank you, Holy Ghost. It says, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. (laughs) in the futility of their what? Mind. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feelings have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If in, I like that word, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him. Meaning if you've been blood bought, (laughs) you shouldn't be living like a Gentile. Unbelievable. It says, But you have not so learned, Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, as that word conduct again, the old man. So the, the former lust is the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and what that word say holiness in other words how many let me ask y'all a question who in here is naked I'm glad I got your attention. Nobody naked in here, right? So that means we all have put on our clothing today, right? Well, spiritually, we ought to put off the old man and put on the new man. So let me ask you a question. What clothing do you have on today? Are you walking in the spirit? Are you walking in the flesh? We're going to stop right there. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, oh God, for your grace, your mercy, your love. Thank you for teaching. Help us to be holy, for you called us. You are holy, Father. Help us to put off the former lust and put on the new man. Creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit. We thank you, Father, for your grace, your mercy, your love that you have for us. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your long-suffering. Sanctify our hearts and minds. Give us a heart of flesh and not a stone. Let us be hearers of your word and also doers, lest we deceive ourselves. We thank you, O oh God, for the word of God that encourages our heart soul to be holy. For you are holy. We thank you right now. Dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. It is in the mighty name of Jesus we pray for his name's sake. Amen.